celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. There's Keenan at the 20. He's at the 10. 5. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Martin McCardell for 67. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Welcome into Jags Drive Time this Thursday morning, brought to you by Fields Auto Group. We have a live shot of practice. We've got another live shot. Yeah, we're moving on up in the we world. We have a show out there. Yeah, technology, Jaguars.com is getting it. Can lately. you get that on your phone, John? Is it, there an app? Yeah. It's a, okay. There's an app just right. for that, John, and it'll look that good. I'll be well, honest, I didn't know John was going to be here today. I know, it's a surprise to all. The more John, the better. I thought we discussed this yesterday. No, I don't think we did. Right. It's nice to have you, though. It's a surprise. I can go. You know who else? Who else is going to join us? Leon Searcy. Oh well. Yeah, that's great. Leon's joining our broadcast this year. Well, not our broadcast. He's doing the afternoon show on Thursdays. Uh, but he's joining our television broadcast. Good. And the first of those is a week from tonight, which is crazy. That fast. So soon. Yeah. It does. Oh, you want me to talk into the microphone? That's key. I should know that. I uh, I need to pick this thing up and move it around. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a song that says, I talk with my hands. And that is exactly what you yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. But yes, Leon CRC is joining Drive Time in about Today. 15 minutes. Yep, we got a lot to talk about with we him. We do. So let's get into big things. Big thing one is the fundamentals. So we always look at the schemes and who's with first team and who's with second team. But it's really the fundamentals that this team is focusing on right now. You go back to youth football, and Brian, we're going to talk about this in a little. That's what they're focusing on now. It's the same exact thing in the NFL. Big thing two is John Filippo. He's a busy guy. He has a lot to worry about with the offensive line, the running backs, especially the wide receivers. We always get the question, who's going to be the one the week of Kansas City? Well, John does not know yet. Everyone's got to prepare like they're going to open, you know, be the opening day starter because it's a long way to go to we, you know, play Kansas City. So, you know, our mindset every day is to go out and, and everyone prepare like they're going to be the starting at their position, their start at their position against Kansas City. A lot of competition at wide receiver to see who is going to be the true one come regular season. And finally, big thing three is what's wrong. Well, really, nothing's wrong. We haven't had a lot of complaints so far during training camp. It's been a very smooth camp, very efficient, timely. None of us have come off the field and said, man, that was a really bad practice yet. And that's a good sign, guys. Um, Yeah, you know, the interesting part about this, and again, I wrote this not knowing that you were going to be here, so... uh, we talk so much about camp in the first week, and it's been well. The quarterback looks good, and the you know the offensive line is you know growing as a group. We haven't come off and said, you know, they got a problem here. Mm-hmm. That how are they going to solve that? Well, it's been uneventful, and that's what you want. Uh, I think overall, we're seeing the quarterbacks and the receivers start to develop some chemistry which is a difficult task because they're playing a defense that has a very good secondary, that has a very good pass rush. So there's been a couple of practices where I thought, well, I'd like to see the offense further ahead than that. But it also makes sense when you think about it in the scope of the defense that they're playing. So um, I think we will get a better idea of where the offense is, for instance, after Baltimore next week, I think that will be the first real touchstone. So far, no major injuries, knock on whatever this is. And uh, that's why I think it has a very calm feel so far, is there hasn't been that big news where everybody's running off saying, oh my goodness, 
now this position is all, is all of a sudden in a crisis. So let, let's go back, and I want to touch on the, on the top two. Um, the fundamentals thing, if you spend any time listening to the coaches out there, this camp has been heavily focused on fundamentals. And that's a little different than in previous years, although coaches always talk about fundamentals. You know, they get into scheme and they get into different things. But when you listen to where the foot is placed, where the hand is Mm -hmm. placed, this camp strikes me as being more in tune with that. Now, maybe I'm a little sensitive to it. I've been taking this USA football youth certification so that I can be a youth football coach for one of my kids. And it's heavily influenced by the NFL, by guys like Bill Polian and Tom Coughlin. And in all of these videos, they don't talk anything about scheme or Mm. positional. It's all blocking, tackling, foot position, hand position, leverage, the whole nine yards. So I think it's interesting that here you are with, you know, two weeks, 15 days of camp before the first game. And they, I think, disproportionate to recent years, are spending an enormous amount of time on the fundamentals out there. Yes, some of that may be an after effect of you have a new coordinator new line coaches on both sides of the ball, uh, and a new running backs coach. So when somebody comes in new to a situation, they tend to sort of go back to basics so, and perhaps emphasize this is what I believe a little more. But you're right. There is a, an emphasis well, more so than in the past. So as an example, in one of the videos, they talk about pointing your foot at the quarterback, right? They are talking about defensive linemen, right? Youth defensive linemen being able to defeat a block and the best way to defeat it is to have your foot pointed at the quarterback as you try to gain leverage. And Jason Rebovich, who's the defensive line coach this year, new, as you mentioned, is saying the exact same thing. If you stand there for five minutes, it's point yeah. your toe mm-hmm. at the quarterback. Hey, look, it's the first week of camp. This might seem like minutia to a viewer, but the emphasis on fundamentals mm-hmm. has been epic, at least well, in my mind. And remember, it's the only time, if you don't cover those things now, once Baltimore hits, especially once after Philadelphia, and you're into that, think about it. In the third week of the preseason, you're in dress rehearsal mode. Fourth week, you're trying to decide who to cut. Uh, the fifth week, which is the, uh, the, the regular season opener, now you're game planning. Mm-hmm. So you have a very limited time, maybe 15 days, as you said, to get any of this in. And then realistically, on the Wednesday before they're playing the Chiefs, they're going to spend less time talking about uh, pointing the foot and more time worried about who's across the wall. I get it. It's just yeah. it's it's interesting when you talk so much about scheme at this level, you talk about reps and how many reps guys are getting and position groups and all of that. Um the fundamentals thing has been big. And the flip, I got to just touch on this real quick. So Flip and I uh since he came in, he has worked out at the same place I do. He comes to the 5 a.m. class and uh I've gotten to know him a bit. And I said to him before training camp started, "Are you are you going to still come to the 5 a.m. class?" "Oh yeah, coming every day." Uh he hasn't. And he showed up the other day, and I was giving him grief about it. And he turned to me and goes, leave me alone. I just left the office. Um, so this guy. Liar. Is that what, <laughs> that what well, No, no. Well, is he lying about that he was so going to come So far from your story, that's what I'm getting. All right. Or was that's he lying that he just like, I think, I think he's an idol. The guy. Uh, okay. There's pressure, obviously, to take an offense that was horrific last year at the end of the year. Just I couldn't move the ball at all. With a new quarterback and, and a new offensive line coach and a new running backs coach, Flip's got a lot on his plate to mm-hmm. get this thing up and running, right? And there's a lot of pressure on him to get this thing to a point to complement the defense. And apparently he has been the last guy out of here every night, um, which, you know, coaches are infamous sure. for that kind of thing. 
just a thought, though, on how how much pressure there is to get this offense turned around fast. And there's so many new. You know, if if they were just if they were just changing coaches wholesale, correct. Nobody would look at this and go, well, he's got to do it now. They'd say, okay, well, it's going to take him time to bring his scheme around. The guy is working like a night owl, mm-hmm. which is saying something, because he knows he doesn't have the normal growth curve to build his offense. Well, and he's also, not only is he new, the quarterback's new. Um, you've got a wide receiver core that your one established veteran, Marquise Lee, isn't out there. So I think when you when people watch this wide receiver core, they think there's a lot there. There's a lot of potential there, but there's not a lot there that's defined, meaning you're not quite sure who the one is. I think it's going to be D.D. Westbrook. Uh, he's going to get the most opportunities, but there's not a lot of defined roles. So he's also not only coming in new, but also trying to figure out where some of these new pieces, young pieces, still developing pieces fit. What is Keelan Cole? Uh, is he 2017 or 2018? Yeah. What is DJ Chark? Is is he what you think he's going to be and what he can be? Because he hasn't been much yet. So mm-hmm. there are those things. Uh, I feel like they, they – I'm curious your thoughts on this. I feel like they're, after a week, have a good idea of what D.D. Westbrook is. Yes. Now. Yeah. And I feel like they've got a good idea of what Chris Conley is going to be. Those two guys. Beyond that, laser sights. Um, some of it still feels like optimism, but still hoping. So – the first couple of days of watching Foles, it sure seemed like he and, and DJ Chark were on the same page. But Chark's still so raw as mm-hmm. a receiver in terms of getting his feet down, getting his body positioned right. I, I think he's clearly the three. I yeah. mean, I think, I think I mean, his, his measurables are so tantalizing to a quarterback. To see that big body with those long arms moving so fast. Mm-hmm. If I'm Nick Foles, I'm looking, we're 17. Do right? you... Uh, do you trust it yet, though? Well, no, I, I, I can't trust it. Because the other day at the back there. of the end zone, J.P. Shadrick and I were talking about this uh, about an the hour ago. J.P. Shadrick. I'm sorry. The J.P. Shadrick and I were talking about this an hour ago. <laughs> correct it. At the back of the end zone, the catch that he made the other day, uh, he Big doesn't counts. look at... Yeah, right. It, it, it's just a matter of getting his feet and his hands and everything together. And, and that is a guy who at LSU, it was just, run, we'll throw you the ball. Right. You know, learning the finer points of being a professional receiver and working the boundaries at the back of the red zone. You know, those are things he still... So mm-hmm. I can't trust that completely right. yet. But I'm looking, where is 17? Because he's so long right. and so fast that I think I can get right. the ball up and he can go get it, even over a defensive back. It feels like, optimistically speaking... Next to the point where there's a level of trust developed with Westbrook and Conley, mm-hmm. and through I think he's going to force it with good. 17. Yeah, I think it. I think 17 is going to have the chance to prove it. Oh, no question. And if you know the kid, and I think all of us have a, some semblance of who he is right now, I think he'll rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, by the way, Nick's going to hear, or not Nick. Uh, Flip's going to hear about this, so I'll report back tomorrow whether he makes it to 5 a.m. tomorrow or not. We'll see. Was he here this morning? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, he was not. But I'm expecting him tomorrow because someone's going to tell him about this. Yikes. Yeah. And, Poor guy. He's trying lie. to work and lie. Yeah. All right. Not going to call the liar on TV. No, no. I think he had the best of intentions of, of keeping with the routine. You know, everyone out there who exercises knows that. You know, you want to keep going, especially during fat ball season. You right. know, it gets you. <laughs> right. You want to keep going. The guy's just been working overtime. Wait so. till the peanut M&Ms hit on the plane. Oh, stop. Oh. We're done I never for. get to them because you always get the last two bags. <laughs> Try eight.
Yeah, I was trying to be nice to you. <laughs> right. When we come back, we take a look at the All-25 and the Lot J updates, as well as some live training camp footage on the Jaguars Digital Network. Step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars' 25th anniversary collectible cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate, serving up more. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time Thursday morning, and look who has at practice today. None other than Peyton Manning, who's going to talk to the team today. Tom Coughlin asked him to come out, and there he is at practice today. Is he wearing a Jet shirt? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Get out of the way, these everyone. Are, these are players, so if they gave it to him, I'm sure he's wearing it. Huh? I don't think it's a Jet shirt. No, okay. That probably wouldn't be the best move. There's some Tennessee colors going up on top. So yeah, he's... which is okay. Yeah, well, he's... Peyton Manning, yeah. He's he's allowed to wear what he wants. All right, so the All-25. We've counted down from 25, and today is number one. And number one is sitting in the other room for his grand premiere of who is the number one on the All-25 Jaguars of all time is Tony Baselli. The Bruce Smith game. I mean, all you have to do is look at the Bruce Smith game. The guy was the defensive player of the year, and Tony threw him around like he was a child. Bruce Smith was never the same after that game, and... Neither was Tony. <laughs> it's an incredible story. Baselli was the Jaguars' first ever draft pick, and he is on his way to be the team's first ever Hall of Famer. Jacksonville Jaguars have selected tackle Southern California, Tony Baselli. For him to not only live up to his draft status, but live beyond the draft status. I voted you too. To be a generational yeah, left tackle, yeah. to be as good as he was. When he gets in the Hall of Fame, and he will get in the Hall of Fame, It'll be the most remarkable story along those lines, maybe in NFL history. Fred did for sure. Number one on the Jaguars All-25, Tony Baselli. He's here to say thanks. Number one, 
How does it feel? Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Ashlyn. Wow. Thank you. Okay, took a seat. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> ozone. That's the first thing that Ozone's ever done nice for me in my entire uh, life. Well, I didn't vote for you. So <laughs> John said he voted you number three. Tough. I, I could say something, but I won't. Um, <laughs> listen, it's a huge honor. and it's. Uh, I love this place. Um, I was actually just talking to Peter King because he's here uh, Doing some uh, features and stuff for his uh, for the Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports site, and we were talking about the you know he asked me the question like do you ever think about what if you got drafted by the you know someone else that wasn't a, an established team like the Giants or the Redskins or whoever, and I said yeah I mean people bring it up all the time you know what would it be you could be part of a history of a of a great franchise and maybe it would have been different because you've been recognized more you know who knows, and I said all possible. But I wouldn't trade getting drafted by the Jaguars for anything. Um, to be a part of this organization from the beginning, the highs, the lows, um, to make Jacksonville my home, I mean, it's been great. And so then to be honored by uh, the media, which I've always had fun going back and forth with, and now I'm part of. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a vote. I so <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have voted for? Uh, I'm keep that quiet. Uh, We've had a little controversy, controversy, by the way. We've had a little controversy. controversy. We love you, Fred Taylor, by the way. Oh, by the way, so I, and I said on Twitter yesterday, you know, Fred was upset. I told Fred, you're the greatest in my book. Yeah. I, I love him. I think. Well, uh, and look, let's be fair. You and I were talking the other day, and you said, oh, I could make a case for Fred number one. Well, I actually, so, like, someone asked me the other day, like, what do you think? I'm like, I can make a case for Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Jimmy Smith was the greatest receiver in football for, like, two or three-year period. Like, you, like, every team would take him before anyone else, and every DB was scared of Jimmy. Right. I can make a case for Jimmy being number one on that list. I can make Fred Taylor, who was the most electric back that, you know, outside of Barry Sanders that I've seen play. Right. And he made us look good. And so I can make a case for Fred being number one. Absolutely. We're and, all a little and, bit surprised. And obviously, all know Fred and obviously I can make a case for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he has. No, I have not. <laughs> no, but you. you know what I'm saying? So I think the, all three guys who were in the top three, you could make a case for either one. And, and Without any of the three of you, it's not the same. No. The no. 90s. I agree. It, yeah. 100%. And so those guys are great players. And uh, listen, I'm. I'm glad I was number one. Yep. Because we're all competitive, too. That, that, <laughs> I mean, listen. That's never going away. That's never going away. And part of what Fred's for, like, he's competitive. Absolutely. I would expect nothing love else. I, mean, I love Fred. Um, and so I'm glad I'm number one. It's yeah. on, I'm honored to be number one. Uh, and for the media to put me up there was great. And I love being a part of this organization. I love living in Jacksonville. I love what we're doing. I love uh, I love hating the team when we don't play well. I mean, I love doing that. I love re- being loving them when Man, we do well. Yeah. I mean, I love I, I love that it matters to me. And I'm not sure it would have been like, I don't know if it would have mattered like it does to me if I'd have gone somewhere else. I, there is, because of time, obviously, there's no other organization that has the relationship with their first overall player, the first overall pick, like you. I mean, Kerry Collins doesn't have it with Carolina, who came in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Carr doesn't have it with the Houston Texans. And, and if you even went back to the quarterback, who was the quarterback taken in 99 by the Browns Couch. when they came Tim back? Couch. Tim Couch. They don't have it there. There is a uniqueness, even though there's no qualities to unique. You're either unique or you're not. But there is something unique about the relationship that you have with this franchise that no other player has with their franchise. No other living player. Yeah, and it's, I don't know why. Um, it worked that way. It just did. It did, and I'm happy. Good for you. And I'll say this. Like, Good for the franchise, too. Well, it, it's, it's a two-way street. I mean, listen, I mean, I look at now how I'm treated by this franchise with, you know, as Shad Khan is the owner and Mark Lamping is the 
president and even before Tom came back as the VP of ops. I mean, you would have thought they drafted me. And so they, I mean, it's such a great place to be a part of. And I purposely said, I want to be a part of this organization and this community. And I remember from the first time we got here, my wife and I, you know, just been married, you know, we were literally married two weeks before camp. <laughs> Talk about timing. <laughs> yeah, timing. Great. How's the honeymoon, honey? Um, <laughs> but we, we, said, we said from the beginning, like, we're making this home. Like, we're going to live here. We're going to be a part of the community. We're not going back to California in the offseason or anything else. We've got to get you to step aside because we're going to bring Leon in here and ask okay, him. He think, no, 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 real quick, though. Oh. Here, real he quick. Go. Real I'm quick. getting kicked out. No, no, but here's the question. It hurts. Thanks well, for no, being got, number one. But I have a great Bye. question yeah. for you. <laughs> you're, you're young enough that when this franchise celebrates the 50th anniversary. I hope I'm around. You'll be around. I hope the so. question is, will you still be number one? Uh, it's funny, we were talking about that on the, the, the field the other day. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion... <laughs> but not Fred's. <laughs> I think there's only one guy right now on the roster that I could see being number oh, one. Oh, yeah, 2.0. I mean, if Jalen keeps on going mm-hmm. the way he's going and, and does it for a number of years, I'll vote for him to be number one. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's a, a fabulous player. Right. Because you got to remember, this is, this is just about what you do on the field. And that's what it should be, not about involvement. In the pride of the Jaguars takes that's that into different. it. That's yeah. different. But it should be about what you do on the field. And if Jalen Ramsey right, – right now, Jalen would be probably top ten. If Jalen continues to progress the way he is, I will vote for Jalen number one at 50 if he keeps on doing what he's doing. And now, listen, over 25 years, there might be two or three players. Right. Heck, I hope I'm like me and Fred and Jimmy are four, five, and six. Well. And there's three great players that come – because that means our franchise is doing well. I mean, right. that's what we all want mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, you know, you're going to bring Leon here. And here's the – you know, you think about the 90s. I'll take myself out of it. Jimmy Smith, in my opinion, for a couple of years, was the best yep. receiver in football. Leon Searcy was the best right tackle in football. Without a doubt. And, the, you know, Fred was, you know, top five at his position. Mm-hmm. What, Probably top three at times. What Leon Rackens did to Javon Curse alone. But he did everybody. Go watch the yeah. tape. I mean, yeah. the fact that Leon Searcy didn't get more Pro Bowls because it was an era where uh, left tackle was right. – It was know, the golden age and of left And there was tackle. a lot of great left tackles. Yeah, it was the, the golden age of gold left tackles. Um, but Leon Searcy yeah. was the best right tackle. And you left out Keenan McCardell. Yeah, I'm just talking about the best at their position. Kevin, oh, right. I mean, yeah, Keenan no. will hear that. He'll take no, that no, wrong. No, you I'm, know I'm, it. Keenan was right. my favorite. I know, I know. Uh, he, uh, but you know, he's a little sensitive to being number seven. Well, who was I talking to on the field? Me. I, I could have argued four and five. Mm-hmm. I think you can flip those to my book. Sure. Either way. They're both amazing players. Right. And Keenan and T-Brack. I could argue both oh, of those absolutely. flipping. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, Keenan McCarthy, I'll say this about Keenan. Um, he was, of all the teammates I ever played with, he loved football more than anybody else. Oh, he still does. He was the most competitive person. And he practiced harder than any player I'd ever been around, and still have been around. And and I consider myself being pretty tough playing through injuries and doing stuff <laughs> like that. Keenan McCardle was the toughest dude on this football team. Yeah. He played. I mean, people forget Keenan McCardle played with a broken wrist in a playoff game, broken, cast on, and had twelve catches. That's insane. He had a grade three AC separation. Supposed to be out four to six weeks. Played the next week and made them design the pads. So his bone could stick through it and not get – I mean, the dude, 
is Keenan, amazing. In researching the story there for the offseason, I talked to you about it. Keenan told me a story that one day you guys were walking down the hallway and saying, oh, man, what do we, and, and I, both of you hurt because you played hurt a lot too. Both of you hurt, and one of you said to the other, oh, what are we doing? We're doing this for Tom. We're doing this. Why are we putting ourselves through this? And I think he said it was you who stopped and said, oh, because we love it. Yeah. We're going to be out there no matter what. And But very similar. Uh, Tony's playing up Keenan right now. Very similar in that approach, and it was neat to hear that story. Well, I mean, and that's why I love – I mean, the fun thing for me, this whole 25 deal and what we've been doing, listen, it's the hugest honor being number one. I mean, just like being in the pride of Jaguars, being a part of this. I mean, I, that means a lot. I mean, my son says, Dad, you know that, like, you're like the best of the franchise, and there's only 32 of them in the – and I said, that's nice. I, yeah. You're my son. I appreciate that. Well, that he appreciates it is really – No, that's what I'm saying, yeah, but it right. makes it a big I mean, Teenage so, boy. But my favorite thing is it's allowed me to remember – yeah. And reminisce about the guys I got to play with, and you and appreciate what they did. I mean, I, I don't think this organization and the guys who played for it get the recognition across the league that they deserve, yeah. because in the '90s there weren't very many better than Keenan McCardell. Jimmy Smith was the best in his position. Fred Taylor should have been at the Pro Bowl multiple times, but didn't because of, in my opinion, where we played and the fact that some reason Tom decided to take him out on the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> Which will drive Fred crazy. Oh, okay. Leon Cersei's best right tackle. I think I was okay. And Mark, <laughs> and Mark Brunel was. Uh, a, Tony Brackens was pretty good, too. Tony yeah. Brackens was. I mean, Tony Brackens, biggest. Tony Brackens was the most athletic, greatest pass rusher I ever played. Oh, he's special. And if Tony Brackens loved football the way Keenan McCardell oh, loved it. Hall of Fame. He's in Canton right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Yeah. And that's how good he is. Yeah. I mean, we had some really. I mean, Kevin Hardy. I mean, you forget. I mean, Carnell Lake, who's not on the list, but was Gary a, Walker Gary, showed up and pretty good. Gary yeah, Walker yeah. was amazing. I mean, you. I mean, you can go down the list. Oh. I mean, Schmangy Logman in the early days. I mean, Kyle we had some Brady, really yeah. Good players, Kyle Brady, and so it's been like I think we forget that as an organization, as I a don't. community. I know you don't, I but don't. It's, we like because we, we look at the yeah. big mark. Oh, look, because that's who gets all the attention. Now, the only way you change that in a market of this size, you got to go win the Lombardi Trophy. Right. Mm-hmm. You win the Lombardi Trophy. All that changes. All right. We got to get you out of here. Hey, wait, go, wait, 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 wait. One, one last quick thought. What really is cool, and John can appreciate this, and Schlin is starting to appreciate this, is the fact that you're here and Leon's in the other room. Freddie's going to be back here in two weeks. Brunel is always around. Yeah. Keenan is coaching here. Are you guys going to ask Freddie T the hard question? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. But to have all of you guys here, yeah, right, it's great. It, 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 it's still tangible. So, all right, get out. I'll say this. Leon's <laughs> going to come on. You know what's going to be fun for me this year? Yeah, you're in your surfing shirt. <laughs> That's a psycho bunny, by the way. What's wrong with that? I like it. A psycho uh, bunny. You know what's going to be fun this year alone. is Leon's doing the uh, preseason football. A telecast. Oh, I know. Uh, I can't wait. That, not an, was I allowed to say that? No, no, no. We, we've okay. announced it, and we're going to preview you it here because it's a week from tonight. I broke it. Breaking <laughs> news. But so we're going to drag you from the radio booth over to the TV booth at some point in the third quarter and put the headsets on so you guys can talk. It's happening. I don't care what anyone. Joe, Joe. Third quarter of a preseason game. Well, you know, it, We're going to bring Joe over, too. Two things happen there. I get to hang out with you and Leon. Right. And I get to get away from Joe. But then you win. Win-win. You win-win. there will be food. All right, we are, way, we are way over time, and I'm taking your role. Uh, but let's get Leon in here. This ought to be fun. Yep. On the Jaguars Digital Network. step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. 
Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate. Serving up more. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time Thursday morning brought to you by Fields Auto Group. You're taking a live look at training camp practice. The last one open to the public. Team heads to Baltimore on Sunday to train with the Ravens next week as we welcome in Leon Searcy. His premiere on Jags Drive Time preseason TV analyst. Well, he's going to be around a lot. Yeah, Next week be. he's doing the preseason mm. broadcast, starts the preseason broadcasts, and then... Leon, you're going to be on Happy Hour on mm. Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I'll be on right Happy Hour Thursday. Studio. Absolutely. So, the return. You won't get an overdose of Cersei. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Doesn't we just saw exist. the stats. No, that, that, that's not possible. Yeah. How about, since we're on the All-25. Yeah. Um, and, and Tony said all kinds of nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go to the competitive side of things. Okay? Because we all have seen Fred's tweet. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that, that Fred was so that, – that he threw it out there? Well, I, I was surprised that Fred was a little bit out of character. Yeah, they didn't seem I mean, like Fred I, I understand the I understand the frustrations privately because I actually heard it earlier this yesterday morning. But that's just a competitor in Fred and all of us. Hell, I'm a little upset that I was 14. I should have been a little higher. Joe, Johnny O, you might have had a little bit of something to do with that, but I'm okay with that. I think I voted that. you seven. You did? You know, okay, you I can deal with that. But no, I voted you six. I, I understand. I understand. Keenan was a little upset, too, being yeah. that low at seven. Just, like we're it. just competitive in spirit. We like all to be number one. But we all can't be. The thing about Keenan, the thing that about Keenan is, is that for three or four days before, he'd stop in the hallway. When am I coming up? What, I, I, I couldn't believe, first of all, that he didn't know. Right? He's in the building. Uh, and, and when he found out he was seven, I said, hey, congrats on seven. He goes, congrats? Seven? Please. I mean, he just walked away from me. I mean, I've known this man for more than 20 years. He just yes. walked away from me like I had just insulted his wife. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and give us a Keenan story. Because you were in that locker room. I mean, I, I, here's my Keenan story. Mm-hmm. Denver, 1998. Jimmy, 65-yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Watching the tape with Matt Robinson on Monday, he says, look at Keenan right there. And there's Keenan in the middle field. I was wide open, right? Jimmy just scored. <laughs> Keenan wanted the ball. Yeah, so Keenan was always open. Listen, Keenan will come in a huddle a mass majority of the time and begin on the offensive line. 
for not giving enough time because we was open. He was like, you know, he had a little squeaky voice. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, hey, Lion, give me a little bit more time. I'm going to be open. <laughs> I was like, hey, Ke- you know, me and Basile would have to check him every now and then. Hey, Keenan, you run the routes. We'll do the blocking. You know, that kind of stuff. But he's a, he was always a fiery, competitive guy, wanted the ball, always believed he was open. But you needed that kind of teammate on your team. That's what made us so special. You know, we had a bunch of fierce competitors. You had a lot of alpha dogs on the alpha offensive side of the ball, so that's what made us a lot. That's why we had so much success. You were drafted by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You signed the free agent contract here. Uh, so, you obviously, you have an allegiance to both. Um, but here's the 25th season. For you personally, what's it like to get back to Jacksonville, to be recognized as part of the golden era of Jaguars football, and to have people say, hey, Leon, it's great to see you? Well, you know what? I, I treat Jacksonville when I came here like a baby. You know when a baby, you feed the baby, you nourish the baby, you watch it crawl, you watch it run, walk, and then eventually run? That's what I was. That's what it was like being in Jacksonville, to see the naturation process of this team grow to being an expansion team, to being one of the elite teams in 1999 with the opportunity to win the Super Bowl. So this, this organization is always going to be special to me. I tell people all the time, you know, I was born a Steeler, but raised a Jaguar. And that's just the way I feel. That's just the way I feel about these fans, this community, this organization, because uh, they took a chance on me in free agency. Cost them a little bit. But, <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad that I chose Jacksonville. And, and uh, you told me this summer that when you first got here, uh, when you first started dealing with Tom, when you first started dealing – this was a different place than Pittsburgh. It was, it was a very different environment. It was, it was a different way they did things. Talk about your first reaction to it, and then it how and then how it kind of grew on you. As, well, you know, the you first grew. reaction to Tom Coughlin and uh, was um, a little insulting to me, to be quite honest with you, because Tom wanted me here. Right. There was there was no excuse to reason why, and I had a little bit more leeway in Pittsburgh because I had I had the confidence of the coach that I was going to come. In shape, and, t- and I was trying to tell Tom that, and Tom's like, "No, we need you here." So we butted heads for the first year here because I was like, "Wait a minute, Tom! I just played in the Super Bowl. Y'all were four and twelve. How you gonna tell me how I train?" So that that was where the clash was. But eventually, you know, I came in and we resolved the situation, and you know, it all worked out. It it, it all worked out during training camp. Uh, we had a slow start of the season. But we, you know, everybody remembers '96 season. We started off slow, and then we picked it up and made our run and everything like that. That's why that '96 team, as good as the '99 team was, '96 team will always be that special team. Yeah, that Interesting special stat: team. you never missed the playoffs in the NFL, correct? I, I never missed the playoffs. I was extremely blessed. Yeah. Yes, yes, never missed the playoffs. I never knew what it meant to pack up before Christmas. And you didn't exactly. Uh, Missed a lot of big bowl games in Miami, so you had a pretty good no, run. I had, yeah, I had a nice run. Things I, were okay for you. Yeah, things were fine with me. You know, I can't <laughs> complain. I, things were great for me. I cannot complain at all. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this team. Okay. Uh, since you're going to be in the broadcast booth next mm-hmm. week talking a lot about this team, Nick Fulce is in Jacksonville. He has been on the practice field for a week. How much better does Nick Fulce make this team from the very beginning of this thing? Well, I, I think just his presence and the huddle – elevates the team because there's nothing like knowing that you've got a Super Bowl champion at the helm at quarterback. I think for the most part during the OTAs, mini camps, the training camps, it's all about chemistry right now. His chemistry and the tempo with his wide receivers, his effectiveness, his ability to manipulate defenses as far as his progressions go, check downs and all that kind of stuff. So it's good that he's going to be going up against guys like Ramsey and A.J. Boyer because they're two of the best at their craft. 
So, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that guys on the team offensively are going to have to raise the bar because you know you've got a quarterback that can get it done. My turn? Sure. How about offensive line? You have Brandon Linder out today for soreness, but what do you see especially with Jawan Taylor at right tackle? It seems like Coach Doug really likes him because he said it publicly in his press conference, which is unlike him to praise someone individually. Yeah, well, you know, I've I've been watching the uh, offensive tackle specifically because I played the position. So I've been watching Aboye and Jawan Taylor. And as far as Jawan Taylor goes, he's got a great skill set. He's very patient. He's very powerful in his position and his stance. Carries his hands a little low. I would like to see his angles. Um, you know, I like to see him manipulate his angles a little bit more. Has a tendency to drift a little bit. Gives the defensive player too much ground when on their pass rush. But those are all things that are correctable. Those are correctable things that he can work on. It's only going to get better as practice moves along. So I, I like Juwan Taylor right now. Well, you've coached, right? You coached yeah. Florida International. I, I did. Some high school stuff in Orlando. Yep. Uh, I saw TC come over to you the other day. Was he asking you to go out and tell anything to? Well, you know uh, that, that was uh, that, that was uh, two days ago. It was a TC sighting. He walked towards me and he. <laughs> I was over there by the offensive line drills, and he said, "Go over there and get you some drills." I was like, "No, coach, I'm good." I say, "I'm good, coach." But you know, it was guy. You know, listen, I love Tom Coughlin. He he was a stickler on discipline and all that kind of stuff. But he helped elevate my game here in Jacksonville, so I appreciate him for that always. Yeah. One final thought uh, before we break. Um, Josh Allen, you mm-hmm. saw Tony Brackens. Yeah. You obviously saw Javon Curse. You saw the best pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Do you see, again, limited, but do you see something special about him? He's Brackenish. I can't give That's him. High he's he's Brackenish. Yeah. And I'm, I'm <laughs> only going by that based upon his frame and his build right. and his get off. Listen, when Tony Brackens, we had Tony Baselli here earlier. When Tony Brackens was in Jacksonville, me, the, the, the best compliment we can give Tony is that Tony Brackens, that me and Baselli never wanted to go up against him. And we were all pros in our right, you know, <laughs> here. So Josh Allen has that potential. He has that potential to be Brackenish. I don't think he's maybe as quick and as elusive as Brackens, but he has the same skill set. And he could be a terror if he keeps growing in his position. Brackens was so big. He was special. Big High and He was special. All right, so let's come back and play uh, Ashlyn Asks with Leon and John. You're going to love it. All right. It's very competitive. It It is. Prepare during the break because it's a big deal. Okay. All right. right. (laughs) And I'm going against Johnny O? Yep. Okay, let's do it. He's pretty good at this game. I know he is. All right. Ashlyn Asks when we come back. Step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. On your mark. 
Get set. Register today for the annual IOA Jaguars 5K Stadium Challenge on August 10th and take on TIAA Bank Field under the lights. Put in some work on the stadium ramps, sneak a peek at Daly's Place and the Dreamfinders Homes Flex Field, and run through the stadium tunnels like a true champion. Finish strong and see yourself on the video boards. All participants receive one free beer at the Bud Light After Party. Proceeds benefit the Jaguars Foundation. Register today at firstplacesports.com. We're back, Jags Drive Time, brought to you by Fields Auto Group. Here is Doug Marone live at training camp practice, the last day open to the public before we hit the road on Sunday. Hit the air, I guess you could say, to Baltimore. And now it's time for Ashlyn Ask with our new guest, Leon Searcy, his first time playing Ashlyn Ask. A lot of pressure that I can feel like he can handle it. So, Leon, I'm going to ask you a question. All right. And then you have about... 15 seconds to write your answer on the board, and gotcha. then we discuss. You ready for this? No, I'm ready to hit you on the back of the head. It's, really? It gets violent, so, so look I'm out. in a bad position. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. John, you can't I can't reach. reach. Me. So, yeah. so I'll start throwing things at John. All right. Who has impressed you most during camp? John, we asked this before we started camp. Who did you think was going to impress you most? Now, after a weekend, who's impressed you most during training camp? And you cannot say Brent Reber or Max Hoffman. That does not count. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's see it, John. All right. I'm going to go Dee Westbrook. Uh, As I said, I think Monday on the show. um, I thought last year that Dee was taking a step, but I wasn't sure where that step was going to take him. And I wasn't sure what we were seeing because it was such mop-up time when he really got hot at the end of the season. Uh, to me, he looks like a guy who is taking a third-year jump, who now looks like a veteran receiver, uh, getting open consistently. He looks like a guy Nick Foles can trust. So uh, I'd be surprised at this point if Dede stays healthy it, if he doesn't push for 1,000 yards this year. Wow. Leon, who do you got? Russell Williams. Yep. Good impressed one. Impressed by the yeah. young kid. Yeah, I'm impressed by the young kid because he's flying around the ball. He may not know exactly what he's doing half the time, but he's always around the ball. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's what we need, especially as a young guy, his position playing outside linebacker and coming here as a rookie. And the, and the expectations for him are very high because, you know, we're kind of depleted at the linebackers' position with injuries and the Telvin Smith situation. So he's going to be expected to come in here and play. So, And he got into a little, uh, little, little spat with, uh, with uh, Fournette yesterday on, on one of the team drills. He tackled him and kind of – Slung him a little bit, and you know, Flonette popped up and gave him a little chest. So, good. I mean, let's always appreciate rookies that don't know any better. It's not a nice <laughs> game. It's not a nice game. No, it's not a nice game. No, no, no. Listen, I appreciate that. There's no brother in longer. He's he's trying to get better, and he's trying to meet his point. And he's and he's always on the attack. And I love that. <laughs> if I had a board, Quincy was going to be my guy. I'll give you one more. Jeff Swaim, the tight end they signed from Dallas. I don't know that my expectations were very high for him. Um, but, boy, he is a really solid, savvy veteran who's got better quickness and better hands than I thought. So I would go with him. All right. Ashton asked number two, Kansas City Week, who is the number one receiver? John, you just talked about one yeah. of those guys, one of those options. But Chris Connolly coming in as well, mm-hmm. you can make the argument for him. So who do you take? Yeah, and – it's always tough when you talk about a one. I'm going to say Dee because I just I said he was, he was most impressive, so it would be silly if I didn't say that. Um, one is always a tough thing because your leading receiver is usually your one. 
is Didi that big go-to guy that you think of as your true one? Physically, maybe not. So I could see where somebody would say Conley. But I think he's going to be the leading receiver on the team. And uh, so I'll still stick with Didi with the caveat of Conley. Yeah, I had Didi as okay. well. I think he's going to be the benefactor of Nick Foles, to be quite honest with you. And like Oja just said, I don't think that he's big or physical enough to be a number one. But I think that whatever position he plays is going to be effective. Although I will say this, your first game as a Jaguar was against the Steelers. It was. You were motivated for that. I was motivated. I think Chris Conley's (laughs) got a big game in him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll be a fun week. All right, finally, after training camp, we see the coaches go nuts. We see Tom Coughlin out there. What coach do you want to hang out with or maybe go to lunch and pick his brain after watching training camp for a week? Hmm. Present coach, right? Present coach. (laughs) After watching D-line, John wants to know, is, is the coach, is this prospective coach buying? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. That Lunch is on answer. him. So, oh, yeah, there, that, that, that could be a factor change. as well. I would have to go Reprovich. After watching D-line drills, the man goes crazy. I would just love to sit down and say, just take a breath. Take a breath and let's have lunch. I'll take my man Flip. Yeah? Yep. He's your guy lately. He's great. Love him. I'm going to go defensive coordinator Todd Wash just because <laughs> – I know Todd well enough to know that uh, dinner would be entertaining. Uh, (laughs) Might have to bleep a little bit of it out. Uh, Bleep a little bit of it. You'd have to actually unbleep some of it. Right, but not as much as you'd have to uh, bleep out Joe D. Oh, that'd be impossible. I love Joe D, too. Mm. So I'll go with Todd. Todd? I'm going with Keenan. Oh, yeah. Just because of the history. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've gone out with Keenan before. Oh. All right. So exactly. he's flipped the bill. Okay. You know, on drinks <laughs> and on food. So I, I know he'll cover the tab. All right. And then it'll be very entertaining. That's it fair. would be awesome. I walked in behind him this morning and I was just get, just ribbing him a little. He turned, he was so serious. He said, You're still on that? Have I not convinced you yet? I said, You convinced me. I just he's fun. Yes, he is. He's a lot of fun. It's all seriousness this week. All right, when we come back no, tomorrow we're done. We're done. Oh, we'll come back tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm, you're the host of the show. Stay in your lanes. I can't help it. <laughs> Josh Allen, after practice on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media. Stay tuned, and we wrap up the week tomorrow, Friday, on Jaguars Drive Time. Thanks, Leon. Thank you.